He's second in touchdowns thrown. He's second in completion percentage, second in QBR, and sixth in yards. He's up there. Like, I mean, I, I just don't – I get it. You can hate the Dallas Cowboys, and you admit it. You hate Dak Prescott, but you're, you're giving him his flowers. Like, I get it. He's played some good comp- – he's played some easy competition. You know, he's 8-3, and three, and I get it. He has not beat a team with a winning record yet. Now, the Eagles game, he played phenomenal. I'm not saying he's the reason they lost that game. They played good football in the offensive end, and he's been hot. He's also running the ball. He's getting his legs back uh, like he did his rookie year, his first couple of years before the injury. Dak is looking good. I mean, I, I don't know how you can't say he's not trending upwards. He is probably the most trending upward MVP candidate at the moment. Like you said, 23-6, that's almost a 4-1 to ratio with touchdowns to uh, interceptions. With Mark Davis, Chris Gemeinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Welcome to All About the Balls Podcast. We are finally back after a nice, long, well-deserved Thanksgiving break. I'm Mark Davis, joined with two of my great friends, Luke Rule and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Shout out to you, Chris. We know unfortunate events happened last minute, but we're coming off Thanksgiving, boys. Luke, I get to, I got to see you for a few hours Thanksgiving night. How was the yeah. break? By the way, congratulations on the Baltimore Ravens as they are 9-3, first place in the AFC. They do have an extra game, but congrats on the Ravens being first place through 12 weeks. Yeah, I mean, it was a great weekend. I love, love going home, you know, get to see the family for a little bit. You got to come over to the house, you know, have a couple of drinks. So it was Tesla? a good time, man. Yeah, we went, went a nice little <laughs> Tesla ride around good old Lake County for a little bit. So, I mean, yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, got that bougie but, shit. Oh no! Yeah. Tell him. Tell him it zooms. Tell him it zooms. Hey, hey, those dishes are fast. <laughs> I lost my I lost my Tesla Cherry, leaving a strip club in Dallas when I was down there for work for yeah. seven weeks. We fucking we left the strip club, ordered an Uber, and a fucking Tesla showed up. It was my first time in a Tesla leaving leaving the titty bar. Yeah, I was about to get sick in that bitch. Turn sport mode on. I stopped the car and I just hit it. Yeah. And roller coaster right there. Uh, yeah, Wait, drink, you... drinking all drinking all day and we got in the Tesla. Yeah. Who's who's was it? That's my brother's essentially. Uh he, he owns a Tesla <laughs> and when I go home, when I don't have a rental car, he just gives it to me. I stay with him anyways and then Oh, must be nice to have that money, dude. Dude, yeah, dude, it's fucking just sick. Letting, I, just, just be letting people take your Tesla. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. Take take my Tesla for two weeks, man. I don't give a shit. Fuck well, it. I mean, if I crash, yeah. it's on me. But uh, I'm not crashing that bitch. Anytime, not crashing that bitch anytime soon. So, but no, yeah. Luke, it was, no, it was, it was great good, seeing you. Good, it was it was yeah, great it was, seeing you. It was. Yeah, it was good. Good weekend. Back to back wins for the Ravens, and they ride off into the bye week. Bye week this week. So, riding high on it. And Doc, speaking of wins, I mean, first off, welcome back to Thanksgiving. Hope it was a great week for you. I hope you enjoyed some good food. The Bears, you got half of what you wish. You got the Panthers losing like they always do. Fired their coach. We'll talk about that later. But the Bears pulled off a great win. Most exciting game of the week. 12-10 over the Minnesota Vikings. How are you feeling? Hey, the Minnesota Clowns, first of all, all right? I mean, an absolute fucking shit show going on in Minnesota. The The coach... The coach should be on the hot seat after that one. Absolutely embarrassing fucking Dobbs. Four picks to one of the worst defenses in the league this year. I will say that they are looking better week over week, but my God. My God. Since that, you got sweat. Since you got sweat, your defense has turned around a little bit, honestly. Well, yeah, when you get a playmaker, they can put pressure on the quarterback and, and drill the inside. It's going to happen. We saw it with Khalil Mack. But uh, otherwise, I mean, aside from today's disappointment in the Bears winning, uh, you know, trying to go for those draft picks, uh, other than that, I mean, it was a good week. You know, went to the Porters for Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, small little get-together just with good friends. It was a good time. Um, and that, that's pretty much it, man. Took four days off of work. That shit was nice. Yeah, I, I had a good little Thanksgiving as well. Like, like with hang out with my daughter. Got to hang out with the family. Got to see Luke for a few hours and Wade. Uh, it was good having a couple beers, just kicking back. Always love seeing the family, Luke. Your mom is probably the most <laughs> – probably the nicest lady out there, honestly. She was trying to get me drunk, though. I don't know if you caught that. Every time she got up, she was trying to get me a beer. And I was like, I still got to drive home, you know. Hey. I, I, but she knows so how we are. So. Home. 
some that's some hospitality. <laughs> Very southern hospitality, yeah. I know. But it was it was great. Chris is probably dodging us because the Atlanta Falcons five and six first place in the NFC South. We took that division lead. I know we both don't give a shit at this point. We I kind of want to win the division just to say we got to the playoffs to prove you guys wrong. But I'm also with Chris. I kind of want to lose. Fire the coach. Get rid of fucking Desmond Ritter and and restart with those two. But no, thanks. Thanksgiving was good. We'll talk about Texas uh, Wednesday. Uh, seeing after the rankings, they won by 50 points. Good style points for that for this wild of the weekend over Texas Tech. Last time we played them. But no, it was just a good week in general. Both teams won and good food, man. Got to try some smoked turkey, smoked ham, and had some beers. It was good. Honestly, I think uh, I think the NFC South just needs to be ridden from the playoff <laughs> contention. I don't think even winning the division, I don't think they've earned a spot in the playoffs. Most of the <laughs> NFC teams, which we're going to talk about, does not deserve a yeah. spot. I was actually it's doing that. It's so having that the the fifth seed in the uh, NFC is eight and three when the fourth seed is five and six. Hey, I will say though, I was doing some per, like some schedule predictions, like that little app we that we used uh, before I even did on the ESPN playoff machine. So Seattle's schedule is very hard, and uh, I did it where you know New Orleans, Atlanta, they don't have tough schedules. I had both Atlanta and New Orleans still at nine and eight, and the Seahawks going nine and eight, and the Seahawks mi- missing it. Seattle has a tough schedule; they honestly do. Uh, but no, let's just dive into it, boys. We're playoff picture. We're two thirds of the way done. So we have an idea of where these teams are at in the AFC and the NFC. We know where teams are probably pretty much eliminated, but in the NFC, it's very top heavy. In my opinion, you know, you have the Eagles at 10 and one, the Niners at eight and three, where they do play each other this week in Philly, the Lions, are they frauds? We're going to talk about that in a minute. They lost the Packers in Detroit. They're eight and three. And then you have the Cowboys. Yes. That five seed Luke mentioned eight and three. And then you have your wild cards and the shitty division winner with Atlanta. So you have Atlanta and then Seattle, Minnesota rounding up the four, six, and seven. So what are our thoughts? Are there any of these teams in the, like, you know, hunt down there in the wild cards going to fucking make a surge? Anyone going to fall out like Seattle, which I think, or what about this one seed too? We have a lot of shit going on. Who's going to get that one seed? Is Philly going to lose to San Francisco and Dallas? And are they going to lose that one seed coming up? So a lot of shit to talk about with this NFC. I don't think Philly loses the one seed. Even even if they lose to Dallas and, and San Francisco, I think Philly can still easily take the rest of the schedule. I don't think they lose the one seed. Um, Philly beat Dallas in the first game, right? Yes, it was, I think, 31-26, something like that. I, I think Philly loses both games and they get the two seed. And the Niners went out. That's what I have. But very, I mean, they had to lose both games. I don't think they lose to Seattle, but their two toughest games are Dallas and the Niners. I think Philly is a hard time against San Fran, but I don't think uh, I don't think they struggle against Dallas. I don't think they in do. Dallas. Uh, in Dallas or not, I mean, Hurts already exposed that Dallas defense once. Um, but then again, that was also a much different Dak Prescott playing. So I mean, there's no telling what can happen coming up. And he looked good too. Honestly, he he looked good in Philly. He wasn't the reason they lost the game. Now. He wasn't the reason why they they. I mean, he was also part of the reason why they had missed opportunities stepping out at the one yard line. Um, obviously, some bad situations at the end of the game where they kept get pushed pushed back when they were driving the ball to win the game. So, yeah, I, I'm very interested to see if Detroit are they frauds. I mean, I I also don't know what to think of Detroit yeah. after that Green Bay super, loss. So yeah, super embarrassing loss on Thanksgiving in front of everybody. But you got to remember that is that is classic Detroit Thanksgiving. They don't win on Thanksgiving, yeah. even when Detroit has had, in my opinion, a better football team than the Bears, or a game where you know a season where I'm worried about where the what, what the Bears are going to do. I mean, they still find a way to come out and beat Detroit on Thanksgiving. Um, I just want to start out by the way, the NFL. You guys need to get your shit together because not having the Bears Lions on Thanksgiving is a fucking sin, an absolute sin. That is a staple to Thanksgiving just as much as the Cowboys Redskins are, or excuse me, uh, Commanders, excuse me, Commanders. Thank you. Thank you. My apologies. We'll edit that out. <laughs> um, but both of those are like two that should always be Thanksgiving games, and then you can throw out the third for whatever the fuck the hot team is or whatever you want to do. But Lions-Bears is, is a historic staple to uh, Thanksgiving football. Um. Yeah. That. That. That's all I got to say about that. No, but Luca, you were hitting. You were hitting. It was an embarrassing loss. I mean, I. I. I'm very high on Detroit. I still think that they can make a push. Still, 
maybe not for the one seed, maybe like they could be a two or three, depending on what the Niners do and potentially the Cowboys. But um, I don't know. It was an embarrassing loss. Jordan Love, you know, he's being evaluated and, you know, he cooked them. I mean, he, he did he did a good job against the Detroit Lions defense. Goff didn't look good at all. No, Goff, Goff's got, what, what, seven, eight turnovers in his last two games. So I think he's just, like, uncomfortable playing now, it looks like. Like, I don't know what what's changed with him in the last couple of weeks that he just can't figure it out how not throw interceptions or fumble the ball. Like, one week he threw, like, what, three interceptions, and the next week he's fumbled three times. Like, hey, man, he's like, doing, he's doing Jared Goff things. He's going back. He's reverting yeah. back to classic Jared Goff, uh, yeah. L.A. Rams style of football. Yeah, the whole reason he got traded away from the Rams. Now now he's really showing it. No, I mean, I I think they'll wake up. They have some games that they can get their shit together uh, down the stretch with their last um, six games. But, but I, I know you're talking about like these bubble teams. I'm I'm not really high on any of the bubble teams from the NFC. Like they've everybody's had kind of like up and down seasons on the bubble. It looks like for NFC. Like so, the first one's out is the Packers, and number two outs the Rams. Like. Two, two teams I'm not super confident in moving forward. I think the Saints are going to, like I said, like just based on the little like simulators I've done today and last night, I was bored. I was just tinkering around. And the Saints do have an easy schedule. And I, I'm not high they on have, Derek. They have I'm an not easy schedule. <laughs> yeah, they have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. And um, I just don't – same thing with the Falcons. So that's why I think both these teams are going to get to 9-8 and, and the Falcons will have the head-to-head tiebreaker based on division record. I think the Saints will beat them week the last week of the season because it's in New Orleans. But looking at Seattle's schedule, I think they're I think they're a team that's going to fall. I really do. They have to play Dallas, they have to play the Niners, they got to play the Eagles. That's three. That's actually yeah, it's three tough games in a row that you have to that play. Is teams. Three very tough games with a Geno Smith that is playing like a typical a typical fucking just got my payday and now I can stop trying so hard. Yeah, and then they have the Titans and they have the Steelers at home. They have the Steelers on there at the Titans, but the Steelers, their offense, their offense looked a little better without Matt Cana yesterday. And I know they didn't score a lot of points, but the Steelers play defense, and that's a game I can see Kenny Pickett going into Seattle, and then they play the Cardinals. So I can see them losing four of their last six games and literally only going eight nine, potentially nine eight if they want to beat the Steelers. But I have the Saints with the tiebreaker over them. That's how the way it folded out. So the Seahawks, man, like they were start, they're looking off so good and. Like you said, Luke, I don't see anyone yeah. really there like the Rams and the, the Packers to make it. But I can see the Saints still sneaking their way in based on their schedule. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks aren't – I mean, they're, they're, they're playing some tough teams. So uh, maybe – I just kind of see what the rest of their schedule looks like. But there are another team that's like could sneak into there. I don't see nine wins. I don't see nine wins from them anymore, Luke. I'm yeah, sorry. I hate to yeah, say I'm that. Yeah, I still got them at nine wins. <laughs> <laughs> still, still riding it. Oh, they have to win five of their last six. <laughs> so they have to win five. So that's uh, a, I'm gonna be honest. It, it was a I bold prediction at the beginning of the season. It was. I think that they're better off just skipping the first round and, and putting four teams in the playoffs, and that's it. Not even a division winner for the South. Um, the NFC just looking very weak. And, you know, we talk about a embarrassing loss to – to the Packers for the Lions. And honestly, I mean, every team's going to have one. I mean, let's let's not forget the embarrassing loss by San Francisco to Minnesota, uh, the three-game losing streak that they had, and they've managed to bounce back, and they're looking, you know, they're looking better, um, even though they were dealing with a couple injuries. But I think the Lions are going to be just fine. Jared Goff, um, obviously, he's got to tighten some shit up and figure it out. But um, the defense looking way better than I expected for Detroit. I'm not going to say they're looking elite. Um, I think that they're looking that they're looking good, um, you know. But I think, especially in the division that they're in, the Lions, I think they're going to be fine. They're going to have no problem securing that division. Um, as far as a playoff push, I don't think they make a very deep playoff push. I mean, I think uh, they go playoffs and I think they bounce out of the first round. But I had I was looking at before this was I had the Vikings winning tonight. So it's going to change now, but I actually had the Vikings and Saints tied going into Week 18. Now that's different because I, I my faith in Minnesota has fallen off with the Dobbs story. His little miracle story he has it's kind of fallen apart the last couple of weeks. So maybe that changes now. Maybe the Lions go into you know that last week against Minnesota. Not much to have to fight for. Maybe just a better seating. But I did have them both going into the Week 11 and five, uh, Week 18. So it was very very. Uh, I was supposed to, and it would have been a Sunday night game because I've been playing for the division. But 
I don't know now what to think of the Vikings too. Like that Josh Dobbs story, it's 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 shakeable. It's you know it's it's in shambles, and yeah. it just it sucks because it was a cool story, and now he's just falling apart. Yeah, yeah well, Josh know, Dobbs just coming back to what we knew he was. Landed. Back on Earth. Yeah, he's he's not in space yeah. anymore. Hey, it just, but this this Eagles Niners game though that this is going to be like like everyone said like on the, the Eagles hey they can sit there and cry all they want to about last year they would have they would have won what could have happened shut up and play this week right here this is going to tell if the Eagles if the Eagles beat the Niners and the Eagles still get the one seed that just shows that the Niners can go into Philly and beat them in a big game that gives them confidence for the playoffs if they meet them back in the link in Philadelphia so. I, and I think if Dallas beats Philly and the Niners went out and the Niners beat Philly as well, that one seed is going to go to San Francisco. So San Fran, they have a chance right here to, to make some noise and shake up the Eagles a little bit. Who are just skating by their last two games too. Good for them for winning games. They, they survived Kansas City because of the drop pass. They would have had time to still score against the Chiefs, but bad drop pass and the Bills miscommunication and overtime when Gabe Davis was doing his correct route, but on a one-on-one, Allen expected him to go straight instead of to the corner. So they have survived the last two weeks. So yeah, I mean, uh, Eagles show like they're, they're still a beatable team, but they, they're just figuring out ways to finish games off. Like, and that's, you know, that's what coach. matters. That's, that's what matters. That's, good. Like, Gr- that's great games. coaching. That's great coaching, and good for Hertz too. Like I'm not saying he's the best quarterback, but. He's focused. Like he's he knows his play better. He's not taking it for granted. And he's finding ways to win in the fourth quarter and overtime when it matters. And that's like like you and Doc say, that's all that matters in the long run of the of That's the games. what that's what a leader does. That's what a fucking yeah. elite quarterback does. You find a way to win. Unless they're Unlike Josh Dobbs. Unless they're they're wearing Kelly Greens. Come on. You really think they're gonna let him lose in Kelly Greens? Still one of the sickest uniforms in the in yeah. the game. I love those throwback uh Kelly Greens for the Eagles. I was expecting those ca- to see Mark Wahlberg come out to catch a pass. Bradley Cooper was actually – he should have gone out there. He was in attendance too. He was fucking rocking out there. Those those uniforms, Doc, I don't know if you were watching the Eagles game yesterday. I know you were napping. Um, the Eagles, though, you know how like, they're so light? The rain was so thick and heavy, it looked like dark green by the end of the game. It was so fucking bad, that weather. I saw a very, very small bit of it yesterday between – Working around the house, helping the wife, doing shit. I mean, yesterday was probably the least amount of football I've watched all year long. I, it wasn't that much, that many good games. I mean, I was happy to see my boy Kyron Williams back from the Rams. I actually had the sound on that game a lot during the multi-view games, even though the Eagles and Bills were on. I had a lot of investment in Kyron Williams, and dude, he was balling. <laughs> He's yeah. a fucking freak. Good to have him back. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I missed a bunch of the games yesterday too. I tried to try to check in as much as possible, but you know, traveling from Orlando to back to Nashville was you know long long day at the airport. That, yeah, that's a long yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's for sure. But Luke, you know, I know you're watching the Ravens and the Chargers, so let's get to the AFC playoff picture. This, this yeah. is a we talk about top heavy. This is an interesting conference. Oh, yeah. You you have the four top teams, all division winners, all at three losses. Now the Ravens have the extra win. Grant, they have played an extra game. That's no knock on the Ravens at all. They are nine and three. But the Chiefs, the Jags, and the Miami Dolphins, all eight and three right behind them. And then you have some good wild card teams with the Steelers and the Browns, seven and four. And then a lot of teams at six and five and six and six. So what are we thinking about the AFC playoff picture? Let's start off with the top. Who is gonna get that that fucking top seed? Do the Ravens still find a way to squeak it? I know what you're thinking, Luke, but do the Chiefs, Jags, or Dolphins, can they find a way to take it away from the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, I, honestly, I, I think it's any of those top four teams right there, I think it's fair game for anybody. I mean, even with the Ravens not playing next week, they can go for one to four without playing a game. I think I think they fall in at the uh, four spot if all three teams under them win. And the so, Jags I mean, play the Jags play Ravens coming up too. Yeah, and we play the Dolphins coming up. So Ravens have a very tough schedule to finish off the year. They got the uh, – well, they're – Last their easiest game was against the Rams. It's still a frisky team that can still they can probably beat anybody. And we got Jags, Niners, Dolphins, Steelers. <laughs> so I mean, it's a tough, tough yeah, road tough. for the Ravens to to finish off. But that's four playoff teams I, in the last five yeah. games. 
yeah, it does help that we have the late late buy, so might be coming in some of these games a little bit healthier than other teams, but still, it's a tough stretch to finish off the season. That's why I think the I think the number one seed, and I think they're going to win out, is going to be the Chiefs. I mean, they got the Packers next. That's a no-brainer. They got the Bills who, honestly, like, are you getting the Bills that played the Eagles or are you getting the fucking Bills that – the Jets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think then, that's the Chiefs' I mean, only loss going forward is the Bills game. By the way, that's my spoiler. That's the only potential one, I think. And then, and then you got the Patriots, the Raiders. That's no brainer. You got the Bengals without Josh Do- or without a wow, well, Josh Dobbs, uh, Joe Burrow. Um, same, and then you guy. got yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> then you got the Chargers. Who I mean, we've seen the shit show the Chargers have been all year. I mean, and and honestly, it doesn't matter who you put on the field. Mahomes going to connect to you. You're going to get a pass. I mean, even with all the drops and all the issues that they've had, they're still winning football games. So uh, I don't think they have anything to worry about. I think the Chiefs are coming out on top for the AFC. I think uh, second seed is is going to be close between Miami and Baltimore. Um, my my concern with Miami is the defense. I mean, there's been a lot of shootouts with them this year. There's, you know – Offense obviously has been great, but if you can find a way to get the secondary to shut down Tua, then, you know, I think you're good. A-Chain, you know, came back and got hurt three minutes after being off the IR. So, you know, that's tough. Mostert's still a good back, but, you know, A-Chain was obviously a lot of a lot of energy in that backfield that opened up the passing game. So I think Baltimore's got a good chance to get in that second seed. Um, Miami the third and Jacksonville, I mean, honestly, similar to the NFC South, I think the AFC South should also just be eliminated. Honestly, give it to Houston because they have exceeded expectations the most in the entire NFL, in my opinion. Um, just what they've done, whether or not they make the playoffs, they deserve that that seat over Jacksonville because uh, Trevor Lawrence is, is dog shit. That whole fucking team is dog shit. I don't know how this team is 8-3. Um, they they're don't deserve it. They deserve to be. Yeah, lately is like two games. Lately is like two games. And I'm <laughs> well, not hey, well, even that I guess convinced. what they deserve. They to beat be Houston. They beat Houston. They Maybe Houston's Houston. just done their job and just win win yesterday and Houston, and then you're in first place. But no, Doc, like Luke's right. The the, uh, the Ravens, the Jags, and the Dolphins, they all have hard schedules coming up. The Jags play the Ravens and the Browns. Those aren't guaranteed. Such the Browns defense. The Dolphins play the Ravens and the Cowboys, and then the Ravens. We already mentioned they play four playoff teams that are currently in the playoffs so the chiefs do have a good break technically they play they nobody play. above 500 no they they, they don't the best they got a they play is, schedule yeah. for the rest of the year i i think the bills are a better team than we give them credit for now like you said which bills team we're going to get i think the bills are going to be like luke said coming off a bye a little more uh focused a little more healthy but i think that's the only chance i think it's the only team that they lose josh allen normally plays patrick Mahomes pretty good and I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think Allen's just going to try to outperform uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I think he's going to do it just for that one game. But these other teams are at the bottom. Just give it to the I Colts think, right now. They're a seven seed right now. Without I think he's going to try. I think he's going to try and outperform Mahomes and it's going to force turnovers. I think he's going to fucking throw picks. He's going to, he's he, going to have he a problem. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's going to have that <laughs> problem. And this is a Chiefs defense that is far better than I could have predicted at the start of the season. Um, it's no, yeah, it's true. I, I mean, know. they will he'll probably turn over it too, but I mean, you could. So this pass, this pass interception did not cost him the game. That yes, he had one turnover. It was a great read from the uh, from J- James Bradbury. Hell of a read. Like I'm not taking anything away from the corner. Like I get it. Allen has turnover problems, but this pass game, this pass interception. If you can, if you just give up one time a game, that's not the end of the world. You can survive that. The defense, though, needs to be better. I, I don't give a shit if they have injuries. Get to fucking together. Like, you, there's no way that you allow 17 points in the fourth quarter against the Eagles. So, like, I, it was just confusing. They were so good yesterday, and then they blew it. It was like the Auburn-Alabama game. Auburn had it just like the Bills did, and then they <laughs> do some dumb shit at the end of the game to give it away. They're playing the same way like like Los Angeles. The Chargers are a much better team than what they've been playing, and that's like you said. Which team are we going to get? Honestly, I think against the Chiefs, you're going to. Are they playing in Kansas City? It's in Kansas City, but I, I, it doesn't bother me with with Allen. I think that so. Allen plays the Chiefs normally good. It is a different Chiefs defense, but Arrowheads, Chiefs defense was pretty. Arrowhead's a different stadium, though. Chiefs defense was good last year too. It wasn't as good this year, but it was good, and he still had a good game against them. I, I'm just saying that it's. 
off a bye week. That's why I'm going to give it to them. But still, that means the Chiefs go 14 or 13 and four. That's still a good record. And the Ravens have a tough schedule. Yeah, I think regardless, even if the Chiefs lose that game, I think they're coming out number one seed. And how about these bottom tier teams in the playoffs? The Colts right now, six and five. They lost their quarterback a few weeks in the season. They're playing with Minshew Mania. The Broncos make it. Yep. Minshew's make or the Broncos are making a surge. They're on a five game winning streak. The defense is playing a lot better. Russell's not putting them in situations to lose the game. Remember, He's Mr. Unlimited, so he knows what he's doing because he's unlimited. He's the, the Broncos are yeah. turning around. Now, the Bengals are pretty much done. I think the Texans are the Texans play the Colts the last week of the year. That could be the play for the last playoff seating right there. So Colts, Texans, and Broncos, and potentially Bills have to win out. But some good teams right here you got to watch out for in the bottom. I think there's some decent wild card teams in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be too surprised if the Bills actually go on a run at the – end of the season. I know AFC is a tough division. Everybody's got tough, tough matchups for the rest of the season, but the not Kansas, City. Like they did, not Kansas like, City. Well, yeah, not except Kansas City. They had an easy, they'll, they'll win pretty much. Maybe at most they drop two games at most, but, but the bills have a tough I mean, schedule too. Kind of. I mean, yeah, it's not easy for them. They play Dallas still. And my, I mean, yeah, and and Cincinnati, I mean Cincinnati. Let's not but, take away from play, the fact that they are they in the play, hunt. Yeah, where do they play Miami at? Is it in Miami or is it in Buffalo? <laughs> it's in Miami. Last game of the year, Doc. Back to that real quick. The Bengals are done. <laughs> like they're in the hunt <laughs> because Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow and the well, offense I, got the back. I, yeah. I, I think I think that they're done. But at five and six, they are in the hunt. I mean, Browning's got to come out and play some fucking stellar football. Don't get me wrong, but. You know, we've seen we've seen crazier things happen with backup quarterbacks. I mean, Browning could do it. I don't think he's gonna. I'm not. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't oh, think yeah. he's gonna. My my bubble right now is Buffalo, Indianapolis, Houston, and Denver. That's that's my bubble, and that's not even like just because they're the records. I mean, Las Vegas ain't gonna do it. Chargers, I don't see the Chargers yeah. winning out and making a push. I think Chargers are too far gone at this point. Yeah, I they, mean, they're, they're even in a worse spot to, than Cincinnati. They have to win out, and they would need teams like – they would need, like, some teams that – like, even the Bills. serious losses. The Bills could maybe get in with four of their final five games, but they would need teams to lose. Like, 11-6 and six is ideally what you're going to be at. You can maybe get a 10-7 and seven team in, but you might have a couple 10-7 and seven teams. So, it's like the Bills are, unfortunately, in a, they have to win. Their playoffs start after the bye week. They have to win out. And they have to play – the Chiefs and the Cowboys in back-to-back weeks, so that's no that's no picnic out there for the the Buffalo Bills. I, I do think they're the bubble, though, Doc. I agree. Keep all. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen and this offense says, "Fuck it, let's put the team on our back and let's go out there and score thirty-five points every game." So I wouldn't be shocked. Josh, yeah. Josh Allen usually does play pretty pretty good in like December too. He does, yeah. I I, I wouldn't definitely not count him See, out. It's just it's been too warm for him. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Got to cool so down. My eight, I mean, I'm going. Obviously, the four division leaders are making it: Miami, Baltimore, Jackson, and KC. I'm adding Pittsburgh and Cleveland, um, and then I think Buffalo and Houston are my other two. What's, what's, and I think, well, that would be Buffalo nine, and, and Denver are swap. I think. Well, if you have Pittsburgh and Cleveland, you can only have one more. So I mean. I have Houston. I, I think Houston's going to take that spot. I think they're going to. I think they're going to go on. A, I think they're going to go eleven and six, beat the Colts the last week of the season. And, and if I'm, yeah, I take that. I'm taking and uh, seeing that's tough because Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh I, is a shit offense, but Cleveland's Cleveland's on the hot seat that. right now with with the quarterback situation. Watch out for that offense. Yeah. They finally put up 400 yards total from on that side, and they finally outgained the other team. Fine, it's been a while see, for the I first could, time this year. I could see the first time many years. Off, just. Just because of quarterback play, I think the Browns might fall out. Like, it's tough. Like we don't even know who's playing next week yet. But the, uh, Joe Flacco, Joe Cool, baby, he might be. But their their, their schedule's not really hard really? either. I mean, yeah, they have the Rams, like you said, frisky team. Uh, let's see what Stafford and them do against a defense. Miles Garrett though was apparently in a shoulder sling, so that's yeah, they, that's day to day. I saw the report okay. saying he's day to day. I would they assume the, he will play. That's a game changer. If he's banged up. Yeah, I would assume he it plays is. if he's banged up. Still, yeah, AFC. It's it's I, like back to the Steelers though. Like 
Good for them. Now, I think Deontay Johnson is going to be out the door in the offseason. I don't know if y'all see what's <laughs> happened. In the last couple of weeks, he had that really enough. fucking – did you see that fumble play? So, <laughs> I'm, so oh I, I, might, I, I might believe him he didn't see the ball, but he's to, he so, told the reporters he was said he was blocking. I don't know what blocking that is. He's standing there I, looking at the guys. From, yeah, that it, was bad. it didn't matter. Whether you saw the fumble or not, I mean, you didn't – dude, that were the, I immediately well, thought of that Jay Cutler play. I immediately thought of Jay Cutler just standing down there, picturing a cigarette in his mouth when they called it, and he was playing out in the in the fucking flat, and he just stood there and just watched the whole play. Like, what am I doing here? But That's he said what he was blocking Jay Cutler. He said he was blocking, and he literally didn't even oh. have his hands up. It was to the side. He didn't block shit, but his own team from winning a football game. And you know how the Steelers yeah, are they yeah. don't they don't put up with that shit. So no, they didn't with fucking Claypool. No. So a a a b they put up with him because they could tolerate him. They couldn't replace him right away. But like Ryan Clark said today, as much shit as a b was like drama wise, he put a hundred. Now that's the one thing we can't disagree with the Steelers. He put up numbers and he he showed out like he gave all his all to the Steelers. They did the same thing with Le'Veon Bell. Like they got the most out of that player too. No, they didn't put up with his shit. They didn't put up. They did not give into his holdout. He ended up leaving. Well, holdout wise, yeah, money, but. During the season, yeah, a little bit of shit, yeah, yeah. Like, and so, it's, and so they could replace him. Running back at the time, and like, so they could replace him. Maybe on Bell's top, probably top three running back. He's also one of the hardest running backs to defend because the way he he was most patient running yeah. back I think I've ever seen in the NFL. The way he would just wait for a hole to literally barely open up. Yeah, I, I well, feel like the shit was just standing there, <laughs> just just standing there still waiting. But no, I, I'm telling you right now, Deontay Johnson, he only has one more year left on his contract after this year, and his dead cap is not that much if they decide to cut him. He might be traded. He might be gone in the offseason. There's no way that Mike Tomlin – first off, he's fighting with Fitzpatrick, one of your your star uh, captains on the defensive side that had to be broken up. Fitzpatrick ain't put up that shit, and I don't think the Steelers do neither. It's it's very weird seeing a, a team led by Mike Tomlin, though. The oh, locker room's yeah, falling apart. So, yeah, it's- Especially when you're like whining about fucking getting targets and you drop a touchdown, like don't fucking complain about not getting targeted when you drop passes. That's why you ain't getting targets, too. motherfucker. Yeah, that's the thing is he does get targets though. It's just back, I mean, we blame Canada for the offensive struggles. Now offense looked a little better. Maybe that was Pat Freemuth's problem too because they actually got him involved. I know he was hurt for a while, well, but they yeah he was on IR for like this is his first five, game back six weeks or something like that. Second, well, he was second back game back. Week. Yeah, he just didn't do much. He was kind of getting his feet back. I just but... dropped Darnell Washington. That sack of shit didn't do nothing. No, I got Fremuth uh, in Dynasty, and I'm glad to have him. Thanks, Jones. But, no, I mean, I, I'm very interested in the AFC playoffs. It, it, I, I'm more interested with that because there's so many teams that are fighting for a spot rather than just being mediocre. I mean, yeah, I, I believe the Broncos and the Texans go I wouldn't the Super even Bowl. call it. No. I, w- I wouldn't even call it fighting for a spot. I would just say, like, teams being deserving – you know, you look at again. I'm I'm not trying to rip on you guys in the NFC South, but I mean, where that division stands, <clears throat> five and six are in the playoff hunt. They don't deserve to be. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these are teams. Yeah. Buffalo at six and six is still a team that, on paper, I think deserves to be in the playoffs. I mean, the gameplay has not showed it, but this is a good team. This is a team that that can compete or that should be able to compete better than they have been. It should be winning better than they have been. They, you know. Well, we've seen teams with losing records go to the playoffs and win games. We've seen the seven and nine oh. Seahawks beat the Saints, who were eleven and five that year. The, that was the Beast Quake, that was the Beast Mode Quake Bowl game, whatever you want to call it. And the Panthers were seven, eight, and one, and they won a playoff game with Cam Newton. So that just shows that those teams that they beat did not deserve to be in the playoffs. So if you if you if you're in the playoffs, a losing record or five hundred, or it can't be five hundred unless you're tied now. But that that fucking Beat them. If, if, if you can't beat these sorry teams, then you don't deserve to be in the playoffs neither. So that means if we beat Dallas, that's teams coming in going, we're playing a losing team in the playoffs. This is going to be a cakewalk, and they get complacent. And... Then they shouldn't have been in. That's that's the way I look at it then. We were better. We were better, we were better when it mattered. You know, not saying we're going to go host the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles, and we're going to wipe the fucking floor with them, but never say never. You never know who's going to win that any given day, right? That's just play the guys in front of you. Don't look oh, 100%. ahead. Now, do I agree Buffalo and the Broncos and the Texans probably should be in over us? Yeah. The AFC this year is better than the NFC. The NFC has fallen apart in the last few years. The, the, the times have changed. The NFC used to be that better conference. 
Now it's the AFC. Just like all sports, one side gets better and the other one gets worse over time. But that is true. We, we see that a lot in, in NBA and MLB, especially. All eyes though on that, that those four top C's right there. I'm excited to see what the Ravens, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Kansas City Chiefs do. Very excited. Good luck, Luke. Your your team's gonna need yeah. team's gonna need some little luck right now. I get a I get a nice relaxing week for uh one week with no no Ravens playing this week and no uh, UCF Knights playing. So well, just, gonna enjoy, just gonna enjoy some football. No Yo, UCF Knights. No, well, they don't basketball. You got basketball you can watch. Uh, I'm not watching. I'm not watching basketball. <laughs> I don't watch your fucking basketball. You guys should be good, though, Luke, because you're not in a contract year for Lamar Jackson, so he's not going to pretend to be hurt and sit yeah. out and, and skip playoff games. So, You know, the one game that Doc hey, was if, not actually watching last night even, to talk shit should have been last night. Even if Lamar gets hurt, Huntley's still a pretty good, pretty good option to quarterback for a backup. It's a pro bowler. Uh, yeah, he is a pro bowler. And he also won us games last season. So. Also lost you a game, too, in the playoffs. Yeah, he did. That, that fumble on the uh, goal line for a, what, 99-yard return is what lost it. Not not Joe – it wasn't Joe Burrow's uh, quarterback play. It won them a game. Is I actually defended you that. I defended you that. I, I actually looked at it. If you look at Joe Burrow's, like, playoff, like, game by it's game not- – He's, not that he's only really ha- he's only really had one good playoff game, and that was against the Bills last year. His other games haven't really been like amazing, like blow you out of the water kind of games. Like there's always been some controversy, like with the Raiders with that uh, blown whistle where the Raiders stopped, and then the Chiefs game. He had a good second half, but not a good first half. So he hasn't really had like a full good game uh, from start to finish. Besides the Bills game, I'll give him that. He yeah, didn't play and- good against the Bills. And, and he's been injured more than Lamar Jackson has. So who's who's injury prone now? I did I did help you there. I <laughs> I did say I did prove you the Chris wrong, like I proved you wrong a little bit yesterday. I was waiting for that text with those kickers. You didn't respond to that kick. I I was so fucking bored last night. I was like, let me pull up all these kickers since yeah. 2012. It's Matt Prater. He he he's kicked the most 50 yarders. So just saying. He he is a UCF knight. He is. And Greg the legs right there behind Tucker. And then since. McManus came in the league. He's kicked more. It's a lot of kickers kick 50 yarders, but yeah. let's move on from the AFC yeah, NFC. Well, what you didn't look up was 60 plus yarders. Oh, the so Tucker missed one see, yesterday? But, but see, it was 50 plus that you, you said in the text, so I only looked up 50. Well, uh, check up 60 plus next. Well, once you're bored. I, would say I haven't looked at the so I don't know. I would, I I would know. say it's probably him and Prater. It's probably the most still. Yeah, Prater, Prater's had a few, I think. It was, was surprisingly. Late. Surprisingly, Matt Bryant was up there for the time he was like that was a former Falcons kicker, the old guy. Vinatieri was still up there for a while, but then like he hasn't played since tw- all of 2012 to now. So yeah. I stopped counting his when he when he left the league. But he was also way older than Tucker, so I don't I don't blame him not kicking. Yeah, Vinatieri played forever too. God, he did. But something that hasn't happened forever: the Dallas Cowboys player winning an MVP and. I don't know. I was looking at it last night. Dak Prescott, I believe, is putting his name in the MVP conversation. I don't give a shit what his schedule's been like, who he's played. He's been hot lately, and that was against a good Eagles team too. So right now, Dak is the third best odds to win MVP. Do we think that Dak can actually surpass the two guys ahead of him and actually win an MVP for the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, I just don't I don't trust Dak at all. I mean – yeah, he's he's hot right now, but he hasn't been hot all season. He's had some fucking terrible games this year, especially early on this season. So I, I don't trust Dak winning the MVP. I think he'll drop some more games. He's relying on his defense to win him games. So, yeah, he's hot now, but I don't think he'll finish off hot either. I, mean, I, I thought the same thing early on when, you know, Dak relied on the defense to win games, especially having Dak on fantasy and seeing the numbers that were going up. But honestly, you look at some of these games, even with the defense showing out, Dak is finally coming out, throwing the ball. The offense is finally moving the chains. Um, it's not like the, the defense is being relied on to get the stop, get the turnover, whatever. But it's not like that first game, first, second game of the season where it was literally all defense doing everything. Um, and, and, First couple of games being bad, I mean, that that's across the NFL. That's across the NFL. It takes teams a couple of weeks. It takes most players 
a couple of weeks to warm up, especially quarterbacks, you know, to get in the groove and, and, and find that traction. But uh, honestly, I think this is, this is some of the best Dak football we've ever seen. And that's surprising because I fucking hate Dak Prescott. <laughs> I loved him at, at Mississippi state, but I mean, he has been such a disappointment um, as far as I'm concerned, coming into the league, slow start had a really fucking solid, season i don't remember what year it was now i know we we're talking about it a couple weeks ago on the show but um this is a guy that like jared goffed it and just went to to dog shit uh consistently and he's finally coming out and playing like the dak prescott football that they invested in the one they wanted all this time they finally got him uh 23 touchdowns six picks i mean the guy is playing lights out quarterback football you take the couple of weeks out i mean if he had just 100 yards each more in, in those games. I mean, the first game, I think he threw, what, like 90 yards passing or something because the defense just absolutely destroyed. Oh, yeah, it was the, that was a Giants game where they won 40-0. Yeah. It was nuts. But, Doc, you mentioned the stats. He's second in touchdowns thrown. He's second in completion percentage, second in QBR, and sixth in yards. He's up there. Like, I mean, I, I just don't – I get it. You can hate the Dallas Cowboys, and you admit it. You hate Dak Prescott, but you're, you're giving him his flowers. Like, I get it. He's played some good comp- – he's played some easy competition. You know, he's 8-3, and three, and I get it. He has not beat a team with a winning record yet. Now, the Eagles game, he played phenomenal. I'm not saying he's the reason they lost that game. They played good football in the offensive end, and he's been hot. He's also running the ball. He's getting his legs back uh, like he did his rookie year, his first couple of years before the injury. Dak is looking good. I mean, I-, I don't know how you can't say he's not trending upwards. He is probably the most trending upward MVP candidate at the moment. Like you said, 23-6, that's almost a 4-to-1 ratio with touchdowns to uh, interceptions. He's got a second-highest QBR, just barely, literally. Brock Purdy, 75.6, Dak Prescott, 75.4. Like, that's your number one in two QBR. He's barely, he's .2 behind. And then second in completion percentage, just behind Brock Purdy, 70.2 completion percentage. He's 70%. He's doing the right stuff. He has not put his team in situations to lose the game right, right now. And he's the hottest quarterback in the NFL. And it's usually a QB award. So dude, tough game against you're... tough game against Carolina, but going back to week six against the Chargers, 272 yards. Week eight against the Rams, 304. Week nine against the Eagles, 374 yards, three passing touchdowns against one of the better defenses in the league. The Giants. We remember what happened the first time he played the Giants, right? Obviously, the defense took over. Did I, and the defense did everything very quickly. And and even you know the defense made stops in short fields. So even if Dak did something, it was there was no no room to move the ball and, and pad the stats. But second game, he didn't make that same mistake. Four hundred and four passing yards against the Giants. Carolina, obviously, um, not a good game against Carolina. But you look at Washington, three hundred and thirty-one. Um, I honestly, you you go back to week six. I don't think there is a quarterback that has more yards, more touchdowns, more anything than Dak Prescott going back to week six. I mean, and when you talk about an MVP playing, and NH League values it differently, but when you talk about an MVP and whatever the schedule, strength of schedule, whatever division that you're in, I mean, if a guy is putting a team on his back like he is, uh, uh, I don't want to say that because the defense has been a huge part of it, but a guy to step up and, and get his team where he needs to go because you can have a good defense. The Bears showed for years you can have a good defense and still lose football games. So you still got to have a quarterback. You still got to have an offense. And Dak has shown that he can do that. I mean, even going back before week six, he had some good games, but it really stepped up, you know, week six and beyond. So, I mean, to not have him in the MVP conversation, I'm not saying he's a shooter, I'm not saying he's a winner, but to not have him in the conversation – we still got a lot of football left for him to really continue to to run away with it. I mean, it's absolutely absurd to not even consider uh, having him in that conversation. Number three in fantasy points for QBs, number six overall. I mean, the guy has been an absolute monster. I cried when we did the dynasty draft, and that was my best available quarterback to draft when I picked was Dak Prescott. And still the only quarterback that I have to this day because I got Browning and, and uh, <laughs> Circus Carr as my other quarterback. So uh, quarterback's the only position I'm struggling with. And now that I got – I'm like, hey, man, if Dak can do this for the foreseeable future and he's got long-term contract control, we're all right at the QB position. I, yeah, I mean, I just don't see like Tua's up there in the favorites. He's got 10 interceptions, 22 touchdowns, yeah. 
I get it. He's got a couple of hundred more yards than, than Dak, but he's not playing better football. You can see it. Now, I know we hammered Josh Allen. Josh Allen, if he was winning games, I don't give a shit about the 13 interceptions. He would have been in the MVP race. His stats are similar to what Kurt Warner had in 2001 <laughs> when he won the MVP. I think he had 21 interceptions. Kurt Warner did is what I heard on NFL game day morning Sunday. So, that's why what you do for your team matters. It's not just the stats. It's, it's how you carry your team and bring them, not even like carrying them on your back, like I said earlier, but how you elevate your team and bring them into the playoff picture. It's a big fucking deal. And Tua, honestly, I don't Man, see. You put, you put everybody back there, quarterback, and on that offense, they'd probably perform. It's the same thing as like Brock Purdy. Uh, you put pretty much any, anybody – it's competent quarterback, and they'll probably play well. That's what I'm saying. Is. And Tua's doing great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not seeing Tua as that elite guy that doesn't matter who you play, doesn't matter the situation. He's, I'm, I'm putting the house that he's going to get us into the end zone to win this football game. I'm not saying he can't do it, but I'm not betting the house on him. Right now, I might put the house on Dak. Down six with a minute 30 to go. From the 20-yard line or, or from the five-yard line, punt down, coffin corner kick, I might take it on Dak. I don't know if I'm doing it on two. I mean, I might just because it's Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddle, but you take either one of them. I mean, is Tua playing like this anywhere else he goes? Because Dak, Dak's got CeeDee Lamb, but Brandon Cooks and Gallup ain't all that. Cooks has been good the last month. Yeah. Last Cooks month he's been, been good. No, I, that's, that's what I know, but, that's, but he hasn't been. That's a part of Dak that. Prescott, though. Dak is the one that's throwing it to him. Dak is making Cooks good. Dak is making Cook, Cooks good. Cooks, Cooks has been good everywhere he's been, though. He, but he's been, but Dak is getting I mean, him involved when he's, when again, he's though. Used right. Yeah, when he's used right. Yeah, he, he's been a, a solid number two, at least everywhere he's been. We can sit here and say that one. Dak is – we can all and that, not just us three, but everyone. We all rip on Dak about his playoff success, the Cowboys' playoff success since their last Super Bowl in the 90s. He could fucking lose in the, the playoffs all like all that happens. I don't give a shit. But right now, if it's through week twelve of the NFL season, I don't think anyone's hotter and anyone's playing better than Dak Prescott through twelve complete weeks. And, For, as a quarterback, I agree. I get it. The, the Eagles are ten and one, but Jalen Hurts is not playing better than Dak Prescott. He is finding ways to win games when it matters. Yes. But that does not mean he's the better player currently right now in this part of the season. Just better team, better coaching. Nick Sirianni, I think, is a better coach than Mike McCarthy. Look at two in a in a thirty-four to thirteen win against the Jets, two hundred forty-three yards. It's respectable. It's not amazing. It's respectable. A touchdown, and then two picks and a fumble loss. I mean, and one of the picks was a pick six. That's that's what I'm saying. So I mean, yeah, Dak didn't have incredible numbers in that blowout win against the Giants in Week One, but he also I don't think he threw. Let me let me verify before I make an ass of myself. I but, say right now you put you put Dak Prescott in the Miami Dolphins. Yep. Did not throw two picks and fumble the ball in that blowout win. So you, you know that you that's Dak, a difference in the level of quarterback. You put Dak with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. There now he's got better than. Two of two of stats, twenty two and ten, and thirty one hundred yards. Oh no doubt, I I have no doubt about that. He's but, doing better without that that offense. Talking about MVP, I think Mahomes still needs to be in this conversation. He's he's doing more. I won't say he's doing more, but he's doing a lot with a lot less. So I, mean, I agree, he is doing. He's, he's doing that more. Is true. He have, that is true. He's got no Kelsey. no he has stars, Kelsey, but nothing really. I mean, Pacheco's playing decent. He's. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to ride. My high horse saying Pacheco's a top ten running back or anything, but he's he's salvageable. Like he's good enough, but like the wide receiver core like is not there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Rasheed Rice is starting to pick it up now, starting to catch his try. But I'm pretty sure that the Chiefs have the most drops in the NFL still at this point. They do. I I still think Dobbs yeah. is and, the MVP. And they're, and they're still winning, still winning games. Now I, I will and say yes, that Mahomes had a tough is... loss to Denver, but. Mahomes that, is like... doing a lot, a lot more with less, but he's also, I because he's trying, he has to try so hard. He has come back down a little bit to earth where he was at in cloud he really nine. Has. Now he's still playing. He's playing great. The oh, receivers he, are shit. So he, he doesn't have, he doesn't have a true number one wide receiver. Like his his wide receiver core would be a three or four on any other team. His receiver Rice probably. Well, you know what this reminds me of the the 2011 New England Patriots when Tom Brady went to the Super Bowl when their best receiver was fucking like Wes Welker, who's a slot receiver. A slot yeah. receiver. Not 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 some stud out there on the outside. Edelman. Oh. Edelman. Yeah. 
Oh, I, mean, like I don't even know if Edelman's good enough to be a slot receiver on the Bears at this point. But you got to find – I mean, the, the final ways of the win. Now, granted, this is the best defense Mahomes has ever had. I don't think we've ever yeah, – I don't think we'd ever so. say that the, the defense would be better than the offense for the Kansas City Chiefs but neither. It, so. It's probably the least, least amount of offensive talent he's had too around him. But – I just don't. I I don't yeah, even yeah, put. Give or take a little. Well, bit. last year was only elevated because of Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. He was just better he, than. He was still not that great, but right. But it was now. better than what they have now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, last year so, is I mean, not much different than this still, year. I, I think Mahomes still has to be in the conversation just based off. I agree. The lack lack of talent he has. I, I, I talk I about think, a guy literally putting team on his back. His defense is not performing. Yeah. To the standards that the Cowboys are. I mean, so when you talk about a guy putting a team on his back, I mean, yeah, he he makes a much well, better case of of yeah. literally carrying that team. Yeah, I think Mahomes, Mahomes is a little out of like a game game winning drive situation. I definitely would probably not count him out compared to a lot oh, of yeah. the other yep. backs in the conversation. I agree. I mean, shit, damn near he had against the Eagles. Now he perfect throw. The receiver dropped it. Nothing you could do. I mean, nothing he could have done there yeah. besides actually walk it to him and hand it to him. That's a fucking <laughs> two yard perfect, line. Perfect ball right in the hands. Now I, I will say though Mahomes is outside my like top four or five candidates because I'm still looking at Miles Garrett and TJ Watt and Tyree Kill it's, and it's tough, Dak Prescott. Tough to get him for MVP though. It's just there'll be offensive defensive yeah. player of the year, but it's, it's just Th- tough. This year though, this year Watt or Miles My- Garrett could, especially the, especially Miles Garrett where the Browns have no offense right now because of the situation. If he carries this team to the, the playoffs and let's say he's around 20 sacks. And he, the way he's playing defense, that might. I think get he him made the case. But if Dak's playing hot and then it doesn't cool off, they're not going to pass away a quarterback. Even Mahomes turns around right. and let's say he goes crazy, throws thirty-five and like t- ten interceptions right there. Hey, get it right there too. But we're talking about being hot, boys. And there's a hot seat going on with these coaches. We've already lost two coaches this year. Josh McDaniels got fired from the Raiders, and Frank Wright today got fired for the Carolina Panthers. And according to Adam Schefter, he's expecting seven to 10 coaches being fired. And he said he would bet the over. So who are we thinking are next candidates? How many are we thinking are going to be fired before the end of the season, including the two we already got? I'm thinking six to eight. That's where my window's at. I think we get six to eight coaches being fired this year. So what? we're at three already, two? To, to the Panthers and the Raiders. Yeah. I think we can all agree on the Chargers and the, the Commanders. Chargers, yeah. Chargers yep. has to happen. Like, they, they probably have the most talent on offense and defense, just doesn't show up. Still one of the best. Like, at all. Still one of the top passing offenses. They, they, just, they, they, uh, they second, defense. Second highest paid quarterback. They're the only one worse than the Bears, I think. They spent a first round draft pick on a wide receiver. The first wide receiver taken off the board. Second. No, third. No, second, second receiver. Who's, Jason was who's, Jason uh, was one. Yeah, so second wide receiver. They could have had Flowers, so, and they could have had Addison right there. Addison. I get Tank Dell happened later on, but out of those four, you could have had Addison and Zay Flowers right there. Then there's they just have all these all these big names on defense just don't don't show up. I, I, yeah, I, I think the Chargers have to fire their head coach at this point. And plus, the, the way he's like perceived in the media now, just him going off on the media, just not not a good look. They they got to do something so with bad. the team. Like, I, I think them moving to LA was a fucking terrible move in the first place. Like, LA has like no fan base. Like nobody goes to those games. It's, and the other team, yeah. yeah, the away team has more fans than the home teams do. So they, I think they just need a culture change. Over and there. LA adopted the Rams more than they adopted the Chargers too, out of the small yeah. old fan base they got out there in LA. Plus, L.A. Rams were already there before. They were there many many years ago. But I think the Commanders are another one too, Luke. I think we're all – Ron's already got rid of Jack Del Rio, the defense coordinator. I think he's next. I I do. I, I think he's next. Yeah, the, I think it's very very possible they let him finish the season just right off the sunset. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the season, he's he's canned. Yeah. On, on Black Monday where they fire all the coaches, the day after the last regular yeah, season, I, they call I, it, he's done. Yeah, he's probably done then, but – And I don't know if want to hear season. The Bears are potential <laughs> candidates to the fire their coach at Uber Uberfluss, whatever his name is. Uberfluss. There's been rumors Uberfluss. though he is. There's been rumors he's out the door. They won't. Uh, and the only reason I say that is because I think the expectation was kind of where they're at. I mean, Poles wanted the win, but I think he knew with the team coming in, it wasn't going to happen. I agree, he needs to go. But I think when you look at where the team is at, 
they're in a total breakdown rebuild. They got good draft picks coming up. Um, the only way that it happens is if they draft the right players that Poles feels so strong about that he needs to get a coach to like really hone in around these players and be that kind of that coach for these guys. Uh, but I think honestly, especially if we get that number one pick from Carolina and we can sell that for a couple more and kind of rinse and repeat what we did last year, next year, um, I think hold on to Eberflus, have a shit season again, have a, have a good pick from somebody else in the first round, have our own and, uh, get rid of Eberflus when the time is right, because you don't want to bring in a Frank Reich, you know, with with Bryce Young and then it doesn't go as planned and now you hire this guy that you know you had high hopes on so you want to bring in the guy when it's the right time and depending on how the draft and the offseason goes this year I don't know that the end of this year is the right time but um, I'm gonna throw a curveball here and I think a lot of people are expecting it so I don't know how much of a curveball it is but since we've talked about Washington since we've talked about the Chargers and the Bears um, my top pick I think is gonna be uh, senile Bill uh, I'm going to go yeah, in New England. He's done. And <laughs> I think, like, the the constant flip-flop of the quarterback, like, I don't even think – I think the guy just looks and sees a quarterback and is like, hey, get back in the game. And Bailey's like, I'm not the starter. Or Max, like, you benched me. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Get your ass back in the game. <laughs> and, like, I mean, they can't figure out what the fuck is going on in New England. Talent or not, I mean, this is a lost franchise – um, it, it's got to go. I think that the experiment of Bill trying to prove that he can win without Tom Brady has long surpassed, and it has proven that it is not effective, uh, and it cannot work, and it really calls into question. I mean, Bill's going to go to the Hall of Fame, but really questions how good of a coach is Bill really? You know what I mean? The, so the Bills we'll know he's a good be, coach. The Bills could be looking to move on from McDermott. He, you know, they fired the OC. Is he the next guy to go? And maybe they bring in offensive mind for Josh Allen. I want to revisit the Bears real quick, though, Doc. Just real quick. I've been saying I said I said kind of the middle of the season ish. Don't be surprised if the Bears fire the coach. They don't trade that pick. Lincoln Riley did not join the Pac-12 to go fucking play in Ohio and Michigan in the goddamn winter. Stinking Lincoln and Drake or and Caleb Williams to Chicago. He coaches Caleb once again, follows him wherever he goes. Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams to the Bears. Use that other draft pick for a receiver or offensive lineman, whatever the hell you guys want to use it for. And you got Caleb Williams. Justin Fields gets moved on. Don't be surprised. I'm I'm not going to be surprised. I mean, I think I think personally, from where we stand, because we have another year with Justin Fields, I think. You know, Justin Fields is evolving. He is playing better than he was. I'm not saying he is a great quarterback right now. I think he has a potential still. Uh, but I think, you know, he didn't have weapons. He didn't have protection. He's finally getting those things. Um, we've seen what he can do this year. Uh, a lot more consistently we have with quarterbacks in the past for the Bears. But I think don't waste the pick on a quarterback this year because I'm honestly not super sold on any of the quarterbacks this year. Um, Caleb Williams against top defenses – is out there looking like Josh Dobbs did tonight. Only Josh Dobbs didn't play a top defense. Um, I think that we need a wide receiver, especially because I think Mooney's coming up due soon, and I don't think he's going to get they're, – they're, they've been they're, – they're bringing him back into the offensive game plan, but they kind of wrote him out for a long time, similar to how they did Allen Robinson. Um, but I think the second pick you get an absolute monster at offensive line or a game changer on defense um, and focus on the quarterback the following year, and that's why you leave Eberflus because here's the cycle the Bears have had a problem in, right? John Fox didn't want Trubisky. They drafted Trubisky. Then they brought in Nagy. Nagy didn't, wasn't, Nagy didn't, you know, wasn't here to want Trubisky, so there's no connection there. And John Fox didn't want him, so there was no connection there. Then um, Nagy, they brought Matthews. in Justin Fields. Yeah. And if I – I don't remember if Nagy didn't want him. Well, that's why you fire Uberfl You fire the coach and you bring in the quarterback you want with the coach. You bring in Lincoln and Caleb. They want each other. And then you have the QB and the coach that came together for the first time in many, many years for the Bears, like where they are stuck together. 
but bring not saying in, it's going to work bring out. In a coach say, just because he coached that guy in the past isn't the right move. You've got to have a coach and a quarterback that are high on each other. Um, oh, they're high on each other. All right. That's why he followed him to USC. Now, it didn't work out in USC, but I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I'm, I would not be shocked if somehow Lincoln Riley gets out of USC the way he did Oklahoma. I think it, I don't remember if it was Stephen A or who explained it. Somebody explained it really well with the carousel that's going on between coach and quarterback, and it was, basically it was Stephen A. I think it was Stephen yeah. A. Yeah, basically it was just that there is no like the investment. Every time there was an investment on one side, whether it be coach or quarterback, there was a shakeup and something changed, and so somebody came in like that's not my guy. Get rid of him. And then he was like, that's my guy. And then the coach gets fired. New coach comes in like, that's not my guy. Get rid of him. And then, you know, just rinse and repeat. And that's what the problem's been. So that's why I think leave Eberflus. Let the, honestly, let the team shit the bed another year because we're in a full rebuild. We need three, three solid years of sucking to get good picks, good capital. Um, start getting the prospects. That's when the, the veterans start coming in, when you can start throwing the money because you got money tied up in young guys, so it's less money. You can start putting some extra money towards some veterans to make this team elite. Um, and then I think that's when you start seeing the real the real difference. What were you going to say, Luke, though? Yeah, something else that wouldn't surprise me is seeing the, uh, the entire NFC South, all the new head coaches next season. I mean, not one team has yeah. played up to their expectations. I mean – Todd Bowles, like, I, don't, I don't think he really is a head coach <laughs> over with Tampa. I, if you, like, watch him on the sideline, he he doesn't call the plays. He doesn't call defense. He just kind of stands there, doesn't even, like, I don't know if they talk, talk some headset. And Saints and Falcons both, like, like yeah, they, they got wins because the NFC South has to play each other, and they have so they have to win some games. Somebody's got to yeah. win that game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Falcons, have, yeah, Falcons have three win, or five wins. Three of them were 3-0 against the NFC South. Yeah, that's more so, than half our wins. So you guys have to have to win some games and the Chinese turd. Yeah. So I mean, I would not be surprised. I mean, one of them's already gone. So three more head coaches from the NFC South could be gone. I can see us keeping our coach if we make the if we somehow. I mean, if we win this shitty division, that's the I, only way I see Arthur Smith staying. I, I, I don't I, even know. Like, even if you guys make the playoffs and you lose the first round, I think Chancey's still gone. Now, if you win a playoff game, I kind of have to keep him. Whoever, whoever the head coach is that wins the playoff game for if NFC I South. if I had to if I had to pick a coach that was staying in the NFC South though I think it I think it is Arthur Smith because honestly like Davis I know your your expectations of the Falcons were a lot higher this has been a great defense I mean anybody that truly came in and thought Desmond Ritter was your guy I mean <laughs> I was interested to see it. I didn't. I wasn't 100 percent sold. I, I know that, but it. that's but that's what I'm Sorry. saying though. Is like the expectation could not really. I mean, I know there was there was hope. There was hope for playoffs, but I don't think that was the expectation. Still, I mean, you guys got fucking quarterback away. Too. That's that's and it irritates me because we are quarterback. We're not like a, a quarterback away. We're in the Super Bowl, but we're quarterback away and we're competing. We are you have young? young talent? Yeah, I honestly do. We have young talent. If Ritter Drake, can get is Drake, Drake, Drake yeah, I know your number Drake, one receiver. Drake looks good with Ritter. Ritter I think he looks good. Him. I'm not saying he's a bad receiver. But by no you means. give him. But I don't like, think example, he is a number you give him one Kirk Cousins, a tier one you give him, receiver. I'm not saying tier one. We don't need to be tier one with the way we run the ball. Like no offense to the Ravens, they could go on a run and they don't have a tier one receiver. They have a great running. They have a great running game and they have a great scheme for them. They had Mark Andrews and, and unfortunately got hurt, but they run a great system out in Baltimore, and that's why that could give the, the Chiefs fits is that running game. But the shout out to the, the Ravens, Falcons. though. I yes. took three of them for, for rushing yards yesterday, and they all hit. But with the Falcons, if we get Kirk Cousins or someone like that type Could of take caliber. Rushing? Nah, he fucked me. Nah, you, <laughs> but, I mean, if we just get a fucking quarterback, like, I'm not saying we're going to win. I We need a little bit more, yes. But our defense is playing a little better football. The offense would take pressure off the defense, especially. The defense is playing Be great, I think. They had a couple bad games in, a, like, the last few games. You're always going to have bad games. Yes, but Algier and Robinson will get more more opportunity because the box won't be so stacked if you have a quarterback. And London and Pitts gets involved. Like it's I'm going to tell you it's right just now. So it just sucks. If Smith gets fired, it's because he's fucking mishandling Robinson. He needs to stop Michael. fucking around, and yeah, he needs to stop fucking around and make Robinson right. the the, the yeah, go to he, back. He's been mishandling all three of his first. Like 
draft picks in the last three years. Look, well, maybe well, not, not London. London. London's been involved. It's mishandling Robinson and Pitts. London has been involved with Ritter. Now, when when Heineke was in, London didn't have that great of games. Ritter targets London. I'll give him that. But maybe his play calling sucks because he's a shit quarterback. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe just give him a quarterback. Maybe his play calling's a little better. Now, he might not get that opportunity. He's probably going to be stuck with Ritter. You guys got the opposite that we got in Chicago because I think we have a good quarterback and then we just have shit play calling. I would take Fields at this point, honestly. I'm not. I'm not gonna look at, lie. That, like, fucking, I, look at that pass to Mooney in the flat that he got tackled for like a four yard loss right off the rip. And even even Joe Buck and all of his wisdom, right, all of his infinite wisdom. Because I fucking not Joe Buck. Uh, I mean, I hate him both. But Troy Aikman is a is a fucking <laughs> moron. But even that guy's like, well, Pommy, you can only run that play so many times. And yeah, he's right. I mean, he, they they run it all the fucking time that wide receiver screen, and that's the the training wheels that we've seen put on field so much when they actually open it up and let him fucking play like a quarterback. We've seen what he can do, but otherwise they, they put the ball and chain on him and they don't let him, they don't let him operate. So. Yeah. I think I need to build his conference up. Cause I, he, he was able to push the ball down the field in like big situations. I mean, yeah, he, fum- he had two fumbles, which sucks, but. Uh, but dude, they just kinda, they don't let them, they don't let them throw the ball. The, the the plays that they draw for him are the immediate fucking screens, yeah. half yarders. I mean, he had a couple, and I want to see the film on on a couple of those plays in the fourth quarter. That I swear to God, the dude had two weeks to throw the football. Like mm-hmm. I want to know. I know there was one big misplay to Mooney, but I want to see these receivers and see the two weeks he had to throw that nobody got open. Because if that's the case, <laughs> like the receivers ain't fucking moving, man, and that that's not on him. But, no, uh, we have a lot more to talk about. Tomorrow we're going to do some picks. Hopefully Chris is back, boys. We're going to have 13 games to cover. There are six teams on a bye. So we'll go in there. We'll break down some of this. Luke kind of pushed himself ahead a little bit in the picks. So he's back in the – a week for fantasy. I had a fucking terrible week for pickums. Hopefully uh, nobody's trying to win their leagues this week because a lot of buys. Yeah, I, I play I, – I, I'm decent in Dynasty with buys. I only have two guys. I have uh, – ooh, I forgot who the two were, but it's against you, so I'm not I'm not as worried now that I'm playing against you in Dynasty. So oh, I can afford to have week. two buys. This is my one. But, uh, this this week is the reason I picked up Kate Otten. Doc, you're in a very, very big matchup in our redraft league. You're playing uh, the fourth, the Niners guy, who's 6-6 six and six now as well. You have him, and he's got Josh Jacobs and Stephon Diggs on by. You have to take advantage of that. You have to take advantage of it because right now it's it's very, very clustered, very uh, combusted out there. The last two spots with all you six and sixes and five, one five and seven too. So mm. better win this week. But great show, boys. Good to talk football. Get to be back in here. Just good, to actually talk football. Evaluate the game again. Shout out to you, Chris, Luke. Great episode. Same thing with you, Doc. Can't wait to get here tomorrow. I'm Mark Davis, all about the Boss Podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.